Hey everybody, George Robson here, Worship Arts Pastor at Ocean Grove Online Church. Welcome to another one of our podcasts. I want to encourage you to stay with us for this week's scripture reading and message. Let's pray. God, speak to us through your word. Speak to us in ways that we know we can feel, we can, we can see that we are washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. Speak to us in times of battle, in times of being unsettled, in times of change that we're all facing in one way or another. Speak to us your kind words of wonderful blessing. That we are yours by the grace of Jesus Christ. Next few moments, God, use me as your tool, as your vessel to to do what you do, to speak to us in only ways that that you can. And it's in Christ we pray. Amen. I want to invite you to stand for the reading of our word. I think it's a great way to honor God, to stand up. It's also a way to wake up so you're in tune. This is from the Living Bible, which is a trans, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, it's not a translation, it's a paraphrase, but I love it. Um, and it really speaks to what Paul is getting at. <clears throat> In Ephesians 4, chapter uh, 4, verses 1 through 6, he says, I beg you, I, a prisoner here in jail for serving the Lord, he begs us to live and act in a way worthy of those who have been chosen for such wonderful blessings as these. He says, be humble and gentle. Be patient with one another, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Try always to lead along together by the Holy Spirit and so to be at peace with one another. We are all parts of one body. We have the same spirit and we have all been to the same glory. We all have been called to the same glorious future. For us, there is only one Lord, one faith, one baptism, And we all have the same God and Father who is over all of us and in us all and living through every part of us. Please be seated. So if you um, if you go to page nine in your bulletin or if you scroll down on your website page, you'll see that there are some discussion questions and going deeper and action steps. 
and they're for you during the week so that as you engage with people around you, as you're sitting at dinner, you can talk and discuss and come back to Scripture in ways that might be invitational so that you can invite people into a conversation about Jesus Christ um, in ways that might be enlightening to them, opening to them, as well as going deeper for you. So they're there this week. They'll be there every week that I'm up here preaching. Um, And I hope you can use them. I hope you can even use them to start forming small groups around your community. Like who are your neighbors that you could be praying for, that you could be inviting in? Invite them over for coffee or or dinner or something and, and, uh, and have some conversation that leads to Jesus. Today is 9-11, it is a solemn day, and George had shared early, earlier. One of the things that I noticed about 9-11 was that it brought our country together in a way that I have never experienced in my life. It, it, it caused a resolve for us to to step up and be the best of who we are. To give and to serve and to go out of our way and to care for the people around us. And as George mentioned earlier, you know, to, to take a breath and to, to think about how valuable our time is. It kind of solidified us in a way that that is so powerful. And Paul is is hearkening to that when he's begging the Christian church to be one. To be one in Christ, to be one in community, to be one knowing that there's one baptism and one God and we all are there. And he was begging the church at Ephesus to be that. We see it in lighter ways, in, um, in mundane things around us, as well as silly things that we take too seriously sometimes, right? Do you like sports? So, so... Um, I was coming in with this, and uh, and one of our Josh, one of our tech guys, obviously isn't a Phillies fan. He said he has some gasoline to, to take care of this for me. Um, I grew up young in the Marlton area in New Jersey, so I fell in love with the Phillies. Then we moved up to central Jersey. We were close enough to that midpoint where we crossed into New York territory. (laughs) So I tried my hardest to impress upon my kids that Philadelphia was way better than New York in everything. But my daughter, my oldest daughter, became a Mets fan, so we would go to the 
I would be the obnoxious Philly fan. <laughs> Actually, I wasn't. I was, I, was, I was gentle because my daughter was trying to be a Mets fan. So I didn't want to like put her in a situation where her dad, the pastor, is... Anyway, you don't want to hear about that. <clears throat> More recently, my, my youngest daughter, who is a Philly fan, um, and I have a son who's in college in Manhattan. So a while ago, the Phillies played the Yankees. See, I was gonna, I don't even have to make a comment about Yankees fans. You do it all on your own. So, so I thought it would be great if I took my daughter to see the Phillies play the Yankees and my son could come and meet us there. And that was a mistake. I'm trying to be nice. Um, there, were, there were several moments during the game, and the Yankees were winning and they won, where the security guard down front had to point to people and tell them to shut up because they were making noises and words that were inappropriate for anyone to hear directed at the Phillies. Now, I, I tell you that because there are times in all of our lives where little fun things can get us to the point where we're out of control and not acting like we should. Okay? So we're just going to keep playing. I like football. And you can't be a pastor and not be a Saints fan. When I, when I was a kid, I didn't, I didn't like the Eagles. I hated green. So it's nothing about the Eagles. It's just the color. When I was a kid, I remember um, watching the Cowboys play the Broncos in the 1978 Super Bowl, and the Cowboys killed them. So I became a Cowboys fan because I wanted to be on, on a winning team. I, I love winning. I only want to win. So, um, so when we moved up in this area, it was a whole different level of crazy because I had my Cowboys jacket and my Cowboys lunchbox and my Cowboys backpack. And I'd get on the bus with the Jets and Giants fans. Now, J-E-T-S, go Jets, right? They're nowhere near as bad as the Giants fans. So take that for what it's worth. So anyway, the, after years of abuse I had to suffer. And after all of that time, I became, they didn't want, I just, I told them I was going to take the worst team in the league and be with them until they won the Super Bowl. And it was a long haul, but the Saints finally won. And, and now that I'm a pastor, I have to keep rooting for the Saints. We have we, we form community around teams, right? We also form community in different ways. We form community, now I, I didn't, when I was prepping for this, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go here with you because I didn't want to lose you. 
Because see, if I, if I tweak you too much, then I lost you and you don't hear the message. So take the next two, three minutes for what it's worth, but I'm going somewhere with it. We form community around political systems. There's a reason why we don't want to talk about politics at dinner or religion, right? Democrats have a mindset that has advantages and disadvantages towards society. And Republicans have a mindset that have advantages and disadvantages to our society. But for some reason, we can't sit down at the dinner table or the church or any, you know, in public and just have conversations about how we all move together with the advantages that we all bring. We form communities around issues. You see it all the time. If you watch the news. More recently, we had the, uh, the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And you have lovely, evangelical, conservative Christians who are pro-choice. And you have lovely, biblical, conservative Christians who are pro-life. Did I say that? Right, pro choice, pro life, right. You have lovely Christians who are biblically centered that are conservative and liberal, and we form communities separating us. They're coming for me. So I want to bring you back to center on the word of God. And if you're here for the first time or or you're not a Christian, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And what we're going to talk about in the next few moments will be beneficial for you as well. But what's really cool, if you're not a Christian, you're going to get to sit on on, on kind of like an in-house Discussion about who we are as Christians because that's our team. Not yet, that one's not good. We form communities around people who like to hug and people who don't like to hug. Are you a hugger? Raise the huggers, raise your hand. All right, so all the non huggers know who to avoid. And when you didn't read it the first time, I pull out this shirt. How about no? I have another shirt that says I'm not a control freak, but I'm right all the time, too. But anyway, I have a lot of t shirts. 
Here's where we're going. Paul is begging us, you and me, if you're, if you're in the church, if you're part of the church, he's begging us. And if you're not part of the church, this is just good relationship advice. Right? If you want to do well in your job, if you want to do well in your community, if you want to do well just all around, Paul is giving you really good advice. But if you're in the church, it's not something that we, it, it's, it's our community. It's what we signed up for. It's we're in this relationship with God in a covenant. And Paul is reminding us, he's begging us from jail. He says, live worthy of the calling you have. Now, if you want to know what that is in depth, you can go back and read Ephesians 1 through 3, chapters 1 through 3. It's a short read. It'll take you like maybe, I don't know, 10 minutes at best. But it's chalked full with the blessings, the wonderful blessings we have from God as Christians. We have peace in the midst of struggle. We can speak from the victory back into our time, back into today, when we're facing struggles and challenges in a way that we know no matter what happens, God is in control and God will have the victory. We have joy that surpasses understanding. As Christians, we have eternal life. We have forgiveness of sin. Some of us don't like that word or you might be confused by that word. Sin is anything that misses the mark. So even if you're not a Christian and you're trying to develop a relationship with someone, if you're doing things that aren't fostering good relations, then you're missing the mark. If you're hating on somebody, if you're talking bad about somebody, if you're not being kind, if you're not being loving, you're missing the mark. But as Christians, as Christians, it's not just between us. It's, it's, a, it's a thing with God. And we're missing the mark. We're, we're not doing things to foster healthy relationships with God. Because of Jesus, he gives us grace. He forgives us. It doesn't matter what it is. The cross of Christ has taken care of anything we've done and anything we can do and has restored the relationship with God in such an incredible, powerful way. That's all like in Ephesians 1 through 3. All the good stuff. So Paul says, Paul says I beg you, to live and act in a way worthy of, of those who have been chosen for such wonderful blessings as these. Okay, so you can open your bulletin, and if you're a note taker, you can write in the margins. If you go to the, the message part, you'll see the scripture there. And I want you to highlight or underline or circle these words. And if you're at home, you can type it in the chat. So how are we supposed to act as Christians? And again, this works just relationally. <clears throat> Underline humble. Be humble. And he says, and gentle. <clears throat> Be humble 
and gentle. Be what I can't even read. I can't. I don't know if I can say that word. What's that word? Be what? What does that mean? I want it now. Right? No. Be patient. Underline patient. Then skip to the end of the sentence and underline love. But what's in the middle there is so important. You might want to circle that too. Making allowances for each other's faults. Wait. I'm, I'm a pastor. I, I, I chose to give in to God calling me to do this. So I own this. I, th- I feel like I own it more than anyone sitting here. So I take it personally, and I'm going to talk about it in the I, with I statements. I have not done a good job as a Christian finding ways to build people up around me, finding ways to talk good about people, struggling and searching in those times in my life where I don't like someone to see the good in them and to see that God loves them. I have struggled in my life to understand the fact. It's so great to be here in Ocean Grove. If you're here for, for, uh, for the camp meetings mission, right? It's to, to offer renewal and, and restoration and to build Christians up. It's such a great mission. The church's mission, so when you come to Ocean Grove and get fed, you go back to your church. And the church's mission is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That means that we have to, as as the church, we have to be willing to engage with people who do not believe in Jesus Christ, who do not share our values, who might reject us and hate us as they did the earliest church and the early disciples, Paul being in jail, as an example. I have not done a good job taking the time to get to know my neighbors who aren't engaged with Jesus Christ, who don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And as a pastor who owns the responsibility of leading the church, I don't know if the church has done a good job at that either. So here we are. Yankees fans hate me. Mets fans hate me. (laughs) Huggers hate me. (laughs) Jets and Giants fans don't really care about me because... I'm a Saints fan. Do you have a Bible with you? If you have a Bible, go to Ephesians 4. 
and go all the way down to the end, the second to last verse. And Paul tells us to be humble and to be gentle and to be patient, making allowances for each other's faults because of our love. But at the end, he kind of sums it up. And I, I just want to leave this with you. And I realize that this is kind of surfacey stuff. I'm new to Ocean Grove. And I'll be preaching next week and the week after that. And you'll get to know me more. And we'll do deep dives in scripture. And Ephesians 4 would be a great deep dive. Because it's so rich. But Paul goes on and he, he starts to share the details of how it looks as a Christian to be humble, gentle, patient, and making allowances for others' faults in love. But he kind of sums it up at the end. So if I was to give you an action step to go home with as a Christian, he says, let no evil thing or no negative thing or no bad thing come from your lips. But only things that will build up the people around you. So this morning as we close, I just want to share that action step will take you, even if you're not a Christian, that action step will take you miles in relationships. But as Christians, we have a covenant with our God to do that, to work at it. And there have been times where I have had to pray and pray and pray for God to show me what to say that will build up someone who is not my favorite. In the church and outside the church. But I want to encourage you that you have a God that will give you the words, a God that has encouraged you and lifted you, a God who is led by example, and a God who has, I tell you, every single person walking on this planet, God desires to be in relationship with. And every person on this planet, God has blessed with some kind of inherent quality that is good. So if you can't see it, Ask God to give you eyes to see as he sees. And if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ, I, we've talked a lot about, we've joked a lot about, you know, teams. and but, but God wants you to join the team. He wants you to be part of this wonderful blessing that he has for you a blessing of peace and joy, a blessing that surpasses understanding and lasts for eternity. So I want to invite you to pray with me. We're going to pray for the church so that we can be the people of Christ, living lives like God is calling us to live, building people up around us. 
God, we come to you and we just thank you for bringing us together. We thank you for giving us the grace and love and pouring it out into our lives so that we know who you are, so that we can be in relationship with you, so that we can be forgiven, so that we can glorify you with our very own lives, God. We thank you for that privilege. We recommit our lives to you this morning. We ask that you help us be bridge builders in the relationships in the church between your body, God. You call us to be one. So bring us to unity. Help us to find the words to say and the emotions of love to have with one another in the church. And help us to reach out to people who need to know Jesus Christ, who need to know the love that you have for them. Everybody's different, God. You've created us all. So unique and so beautiful. If there is anyone here this morning who wants to enter into a relationship with you, God, we just we just pause and and give you space to work in their lives. We know that we can come to you just with a prayer with the earnest desire to know you. We can come repentant and know that we're forgiven. So if there's anyone here this morning who wants to renew their relationship with Jesus or, or enter into a brand new relationship, God, we just lift our hands as, as, a, as a sign to you, as a, as a commitment, as a, I want to join the team. We thank you, God. We thank you for all those Christians who are, who are recommitting to you. We thank you for new life for those who have committed their lives for the first time. Pray in Jesus Christ. Amen. We really appreciate you staying with us this time around. Remember, you can always search out other podcasts from OGC by looking up Ocean Grove Church or type in oceangrovechurch.com slash podcast question mark format equals RSS in your player of choice. And if you'd like other ways to stay up to date on all things Ocean Grove Church, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as Ocean Grove Church, on Twitter as OG Church, and don't forget our website, oceangrovechurch.com. And you can contact us via email at oceangrovechurch at gmail.com. Until next time, we bid you peace.